Hi, this is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris, and I'd like to welcome you to the show, The Anatomy of a Hit, the show that will give you the inside story of a hit record and its artist. On today's show, we will be featuring a great doo-wop record from 1957 that has become a doo-wop classic. Do you remember this one? Yes, it's Love is Strange by Mickey and Sylvia. The song reached number 11 on the pop charts and number 1 on the R&B charts in 1957. The song is noted for its spoken dialogue section of the song. Remember this part? Sylvia! Yes, Mickey? How do you call your lover boy? Lover boy, and if he doesn't answer, oh, lover boy, and if he still doesn't answer, I simply say, baby, oh, baby, my sweet baby, you're the one. There were several covers of this song which included the speaking part. Let's hear a few. Connie Francis did a cover. Connie. Yes, son. How do you call your lover boy? I say, come here, lover boy. And if he doesn't answer. Oh, lover boy. And if he still doesn't answer. Well, now I simply say. Peaches and Herb did a cover reaching number 13 in 1967. Let's hear that talking part. Peaches? Yes, Herbie? I want to know, how do you call your lover boy? I say, come here, lover boy. And if he doesn't answer? Come here, lover boy. And if he still doesn't answer? Well, I simply say, Sonny and Cher were known as Caesar and Cleo before they changed their name. Here they are with their rendition. Oh, Cleo. Yes, Caesar. How do you call your lover boy? Oh, lover boy. 
And if he doesn't answer, I say, come here, lover boy. And if he still doesn't answer, then I say, baby, oh, oh. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton did their thing with the talking part. Hey, you sexy thing. How do you call your lover girl? I say lover girl. And if she doesn't answer? So you better come here, lover girl. And if she still doesn't answer? Well, then it's baby. Call you a lover boy. I say, come here, lover boy. Whoa. But if he doesn't answer, I say, oh, come here, lover boy. But what if he still doesn't come? I simply say, baby. Okay, only one more. Here is a version by Davy Jones and the Dolphins where he talks with his guitar. Oh, baby doll, how do you call your lover boy? And if he doesn't answer, and if he still doesn't answer, Now, the song Love is Strange was written by Bo Diddley under the name of his wife at the time, Ethel Smith, due to a legal dispute with the record company. Sylvia Robinson, the female part of the duo, claimed that she and Mickey wrote the lyrics, which was disputed and denied by Bo Diddley. The song was originally recorded by Bo Diddley. Let's hear a portion of this song in its infancy with Bo Diddley, the writer. The song was based on a guitar riff by Jody Williams. At a concert at a Hollywood Theater in Washington, D.C., Mickey and Sylvia heard Jody Williams playing a guitar riff 
that Williams had played on Bo Diddley's recording called Billy's Blues. Listen for the guitar part, which was used for the basis of the recording by Mickey and Sylvia. it? How did Mickey and Sylvia get together? To make ends meet, Mickey gave guitar lessons, and in 1953, a young girl named Sylvia Robinson, born Sylvia Vanderpool, became his student. The music teacher, Mickey Baker, was inspired by the success of the husband and wife musical duo Les Paul and Mary Ford to form a duo with one of his pupils. Sylvia, <laughs> and she was fascinated by Mickey's fluent guitar techniques. They began practicing together, and before long, they were both playing guitar and singing on the stage. They worked well together and decided to work professionally as a duo. Love is Strange was their only big hit. They had a few other recordings that were pretty good, but never, never became successful. For example, a few years later, in the early 60s, they recorded a song which reached number 97 on the pop charts. It was called Love Drops. They also did a few covers of classical old doo-wop songs. For example, they recorded their version of that old doo-wop classic by Jeannie Nunez called This Is My Story. In love 
with you. Remember this song by Lenny Welch? You Mickey and Sylvia really went way out with their rendition of the song. Listen. How did Mickey Baker become one of the greatest blues guitarists in rock and roll history? Mickey was born when his mother was only 12 years old. He was born in a brothel run by his grandmother. In 1936, at the age of 11, Baker was put in an orphanage. He ran away frequently and had to be retrieved by the staff. This happened so many times that they eventually stopped looking for him. At the age of 16, he stayed in New York City and found work as a dishwasher. He would then hang out in his spare time in pool halls and then gave up work to become a full-time pool shark at the age of 19. Baker decided to make a change in his life. He went back to dishwashing. I don't know if that's going to be the change we would all look for. Anyway, he was determined, however, to become a jazz musician. The trumpet was his first choice for an instrument. But with only $14 saved up, he couldn't find a pawn shop with anything at that price except the guitar. So he purchased the guitar and became an absolutely unbelievable guitar player. Mickey had played guitar on so many hit songs. His break came when he became a regular guitar player for Atlantic Records. Some of the well-known recordings Mickey played guitar on included Money Honey by the Drifters, Joe Turner's Shake, Rattle, and Roll, The Wanderer by Dion, and Yakety Yak by the Coasters. Mickey was known for his aggressively bluesy chords and attention-grabbing solos. He is often cited as having a significant force on rock and roll, along with the likes of Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry. In the development of rock and roll, he influenced future great guitarists such as Jimi Hendrix, Keith Richards, Pete Townsend, and many others. As mentioned earlier, there were several covers of Love is Strange, and Buddy Holly did a recording. Yeah. 
But surprisingly, even Paul McCartney and Wings did a rendition. Listen. That will surely come your way On the other hand, Sylvia studied piano early in life and was driven to do it all. She wanted to sing, play piano, and ultimately work her way up to become a record executive. Her recording career began at the age of 14. Sylvia showed her musical talents when, in 1960, Sylvia produced the record You Talk Too Much by Joe Jones. Do you remember this one? She never did receive credit on that recording. Mickey and Sylvia did some other recordings and got involved with other people's songs. They recorded this song, which was to become a big hit for Ike and Tina Turner. Here's Mickey and Sylvia with this song. See if you recognize it. You're speaking to me. You're starting to get next to me. What do you mean, getting next to you? Mm-hmm. Darling. Uh-huh. I never thought this could be. You never thought what could be? Oh, no. Your lips set my soul on fire. You fulfill my one desire. Oh, darling. I think it's gonna work out fine. It's gonna work out fine. Yes, it's going to work out fine by Ike and Tina Turner. Well, Mickey and Sylvia contributed 
to Agantina's hit record is going to work out fine. Sylvia produced the track and played guitar while Mickey Baker played the role of producer and also played guitar on the record. I want to tell you something, Ike. Ike. Uh-huh. I've been to see the preacher man. The preacher man? Why, you must be losing your mind. I started. Started what? I started making wedding plans. late 60s, Mickey got fed up with the music and life here in the U.S. and moved to France where he became a session musician and remained there for the rest of his life. After Mickey moved to France, Sylvia got on a roll. For example, in 1970, Sylvia wrote and produced this great song. It's the million-selling Love on a Two-Way Street by The Moments. But that wasn't all. Sylvia then had her own solo hit record, reaching number three in 1973 called Pillow Talk, using her name Sylvia. This song was considered to be the early start of disco. Here's Sylvia in an interview with Al G, a friend, on his rap and rhythm show, discussing her hit, Pillow Talk, and how she originally wrote the song for Al Green. Listen. 
Do you remember? You, you're the first one to hear Pillow Talk. Do you remember? Yes. At the studio? Yes, yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> and I, I loved it then, and I was so pleased when it finally uh, was aired. But, you know, you know, it was a long time between uh, the time you recorded it and the right. time that you released it. Was there a reason for that? Well, basically, I had no plans of um, doing it myself. I was trying to get one of the artists at the company to do it. But, um, I loved it the way it I was. I was trying to project that sex into them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it was kind of hard. Then um, I took it to Al Green and Willie Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And um, Willie thought it was a bit too sexy for Al. And then in 1975, Sylvia wrote and produced this great million-selling disco classic, which reached number 12. It's Shame, Shame, Shame by Shirley and Company. Isn't it amazing how a young girl had a hit record in the 50s and then in the 70s became even a bigger success? Not too many people can claim that. Because of her astute ability to capitalize on the growing musical trend, she became known as the queen of hip-hop by those in the industry. Of more significance, she started Sugar Hill Records and put together the Sugar Hill Gang, who had that breakthrough hip-hop hit Rapper's Delight. From there, she had many other hip-hop hits. Let's hear that great song we've been talking about today in its entirety. It's Mickey and Sylvia with Love is Strange.
lover boy. Come here, lover boy. And if he doesn't answer, oh, lover boy. And if he still doesn't answer, I simply say, baby. you enjoyed the show. This is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>